what makes your pitch newsworthy. They think it's them. Like, I'm fantastic. And they come from an ego-driven place. But it's like your pitch has not solved a problem for the audience. It's not positioned to contribute to a conversation at large, whether it's a community level, an industry level, or globally. It doesn't move the needle. But again, before people pitch, they don't necessarily do the research. Because a lot of journalists now, it's now a somewhat of a normal conversation. Journalists will share Twitter threads and whatnot about what they're looking for. Like you can dig and you can find, you can find blog posts. People write about what they look for in a pitch, but it's an easy way to get yourself disqualified. We can easily tell when you haven't done your research on us even. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Hello, my lovelies. We are about to welcome a guest who always brings the act right and likes to tell it like it is. She is someone I admire for her resilience and her work ethic, and I am so excited every time I get to sit down and talk to this powerhouse. So I would like to introduce you to Pollyanna Reed, who is a senior contributor at Forbes Women and founder of The Writer's Block, a full-service celebrity ghostwriting agency. She is a purpose-driven entrepreneur, and I am happy to say a new revealed retreat workshop host for our upcoming Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat, and she is coming to talk all about how to come correct with your pitch and the key components you need to grab the media's attention. When she doesn't have a pen in her hand, you can find Pollyanna mentoring millennial women and delivering university guest lectures on entrepreneurship. Listen, you are about to welcome one of my favorite people. Welcome, Pollyanna, to the Juicy CEO stage. I'm so happy to be here, girl. Don't, 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 don't. I always feel like I need my own music for each one of our guests, so just forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been watching you online. Like, you started the year, I feel like, just probably how you always start the year, just powerfully. You're everywhere. I feel like you're, you're traveling, you're speaking. You know, you're also living your best life, and I'm just so happy that you could fit us in to be here this morning. And I'm going to hop right in, and I would love it if you could just start off by telling people a little bit about your story on how you actually started working at Forbes in the first place, because I know people hear Forbes and they're like, right? So, but girl, you worked for that. Tell them. So yeah, before I started at Forbes, I spent numerous years writing for newspapers across the country. Before I wrote for newspapers, I had a blog. Before that, I tried my hands at so many different types of writing styles, poetry, songwriting. I thought I was going to be a novelist. Like there are so many different avenues that I tried and wasn't necessarily satisfied with. And I would like to tell people that it's important to allow your dreams to evolve. 
right? So Forbes was wasn't always at the top of the list. I didn't even know I didn't even know that this opportunity necessarily existed. But I think it's really about paying your dues. You know what I mean? It's not it's not something that will get handed to you. It's not something that most people, if not ever, nobody really knows how to get in. It's one of those clubs where you have to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. It's not just a free for all. Everyone doesn't get in the door, all the things. So I guess because of my years, of I won't say I guess, I know because of my years of experience and because of the subject matter that I love to write about, which is female leaders who are shaping the future, I was privileged enough to have the opportunity to sit with one of the editors. And in doing so, it still, I didn't get the part. I had to build a relationship with her. And it wasn't until a roundtable discussion on a summer day in New York, I was sitting at the table with other journalists who were already writing for the platform and potential editors that I would work with. And we were talking about all types of things that were happening in the world at the time. Bill Cosby was the hot topic. And I remember contemplating and having a discussion with myself about whether or not I should speak up. I wouldn't say it's imposter syndrome, but I didn't know how vulnerable to get. And I decided to speak up. I raised my hand. I talked about my own experiences with sexual assault. And I really do think it was that conversation and how I contributed value and my personal story to the environment that really sold it for her. She's like, you have something to say. And I like that. I love that. I didn't know that part about your story. And you are a master at relationship building and networking. That's one thing that I've learned from you over the years that just, you know, what you were talking about, like nothing is going to be handed to you. You've got to go out, put yourself out there and raise your hand, right? And you know what you always love to say, what is it? Close, close mouths don't get fed. <laughs> I say that to my clients all the time now. So thank you so much for sharing that. And now if people don't know your name after they Google you, they now after hearing this, they definitely will. And I would love if you just let people know, like I know the power of media and how it can help, you know, leaders and business owners, but I would love from your perspective, how is getting media coverage beneficial to one's business or brand? A plethora of reasons. I think primarily it positions you as an authority figure, because when journalists are speaking about a certain topic, we want to talk to people who actually know their shit, right? We want to talk to people who are at the top of their game and, you know, we're properly vetting talent. So positions you as an authority, it could bring more eyeballs and more attention to something that you're working on. And then the other thing is, I think it is a great way to better connect with other audiences. I always tell people when you're pitching, you should really think about who do I want to speak to? You could be trying to speak to college kids. You could be trying to speak to mompreneurs. You could be trying to get the attention of investors and who you pitch And at what publication will vary depending on the audience you're trying to target. I love that you said that because sometimes people think you've got that one pitch, you got that one pitch down and you just use it and reuse it and reuse it. But you're saying definitely like know who you're trying to get in front of and curate it to them every single time. Do do, do the work. And that requires research, which a lot of people don't like to do. (laughs) Well, that's why so many few people get selected, right? I say no way more than I say yes. You get tons of pitches because I know you share a lot about this on social media. I did a tweet recently and I must have got about easily a thousand pitches from that one tweet. I called out. I was like, hey, like tag a friend, nominate a friend. I'm looking for pitches. And I, I mean, 
I'm buried right now. Well, how do you like when you get like a thousand pitches and that's great for other people to hear too, right? Like they just think that sometimes they send out stuff and it gets fall, it falls on deaf ears. But when you're getting a thousand pitches, what is like something that you look for that out the gate that would jump out that even had them stand out amongst a thousand people? Well, I, here's the thing, right? I am looking for the best out of the thousand amongst different categories. And so when I say best, it doesn't necessarily mean your social media following or even your presence, right? I know a lot of dope people that actually don't have a social media. However, I'm looking for credentials. I'm looking for your professional backgrounds. And most importantly, I'm looking for a strong news angle. I'm not interested in profiling people. I'm not interested in making any announcements. And I think a lot of people and some publications do focus on announcements. I think a lot of people pick their nose and then expect someone to write about it. Right. And it's like, we don't care. Like we don't, it's not news. And like, man, and it's sometimes like, I hate to just be so cut and dry with people, but like, I'll reply, what makes your pitch newsworthy? And they, you know, they think it's them. Like I'm fantastic and I should, you know, and, and they come from an ego driven place, but it's like your pitch has not solved a problem for the audience. Your pitch has not, it's not positioned to contribute to a conversation at large, whether it's a community level, an industry level, or, you know, globally, it doesn't move the needle. But again, like a people, before people pitch, they don't necessarily do the research because a lot of journalists now, it's now a ve- somewhat of a normal conversation. Journalists will share Twitter threads and whatnot about what they're looking for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that you can dig and you can find, you can find blog posts. People write about what they look for in a pitch, but it's an easy way to get yourself disqualified. We can easily tell when you haven't done your research on us even. So in some way, if I write about female leaders who are shaping the future and you pitch me, you are not shaping the future, the future. of your age. <laughs> Guys, but you're not listening though, because she's going to get, you're going to get pitches after this and you're like, no, but you didn't hear me say shaping the future. The future. And like, and that's like, it's wide, but specific, right? So I'm not trying to dismiss what you may be doing, but if you are not shaping your industry, a conversation, the future, the career potential of next gen, then it's, you're not a fit for me, but that doesn't mean you're not a fit for a Forbes or Business Insider platform. There's, tw- there's over 2000 writers in the network. You know, you can try and find someone else, but I will say that I've developed a great reputation. And because of that, if I say no, people just get so heartbroken. And I'm like, no, like do your due diligence and try and find a writer that has a swim lane that fits what you're pitching. I'm just like, as you're saying that, I'm, I've been in all of those different scenarios where I did used to think out the gate, like it is about you as like profiling you. Like if you just present yourself in a certain way and you've got all the right collateral and you're just like, I am amazing. People want to hear about me not thinking about it from a news angle because that wasn't my background, right? But I think the part about the research, like that rings true for whoever and whatever industry you're in. It's like, what is, give people what they want and you being the person receiving it, you're the one, give me what I want, right? Which is that you actually gave a damn to look me up and you figured out how to get to me. The other thing that bothers me quite a bit is when people will pitch me when they've already been featured. And this is something I've actually never spoken on. 
So me personally, I understand that in mainstream media, a certain type of person always gets featured. Okay. But I want to, A, I'm committed to highlighting Black voices. B, if you've already had your spotlight, move out the way. Like, don't pitch me again. Me personally, I know, I do know writers, they, you know, they may feature a talent twice because like maybe they're, you know, there's an update or whatever. But me personally, if I've already written about you, it's very rare that I will write about you again because I want to make room for, for, there's so many unsung heroes that may never get shine. And so like, you're trying to take up space two, three times. Like, no, that's greedy. I'm not here for it. <laughs> that's good to know, though. That's really good to know because it it gives some people, I mean, it gives the rest of us hope, right? <laughs> Where it's like, there will be space for you. And I love that. I love that. And there are, I do see like, it's funny because when you see one person get featured, you do tend to see them get featured more and more and more. It's like there's this momentum that builds and you're like, wow, they're everywhere, right? And I always automatically think they have like a PR agency or something behind them to make this happen, which is probably... Honestly, not all the time. I know I know several peers of mine and they... Here's the other thing too, right? So it's not, yes, if you have a great pitch, awesome. But the other thing is if you are dope, we're going to hear about you, right? If you are making waves, if your audience is like, I'll give you a key example. I would do the call out a few years ago and I I was looking for a specific type of woman who fit a specific lane. And I had more than two dozen people tag Jerisha Hawk, who's a girl, a good girlfriend of mine now. And I was like, who is Jerisha? Like I, I have my ear to the ground. I like I'm on the streets. Like I, I don't know who's popping. Well, I'm like, if two dozen people, which is her, it was her tribe. If two dozen people are talking about this incredible woman, this is someone I need to know. Lo and behold, we ended up, you know, working on a on a piece, and it was absolutely brilliant, and she was great. But like, your audience should also be let your audience know what you are trying to achieve in your business, and they will also they will tag you and rally behind you, and they will. You know, they will, they will sneak into our DMs, right? And so that plays over. There's a few different ways to get in the back door. It's not just always the traditional pitch. I love that piece because so often as business owners, we want to look like we don't always bring in the audience piece because we're like, well, I got to look like I got it all together and they'll know about it when I've revealed the big thing. But I find like when you bring them in and they're on that journey with you, they're more likely to like recommend you to people. So that is a great tip for everybody listening. Let your audience know, let them be part of the journey. Let them go Absolutely. out here, be your sponsors for you because I love, I love that. We're like, wait a second, I know people. Why have I, why don't I know this person? Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're listening closely because I'm about to come through with the juiciest of announcements. I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of Zoom learning and virtual connections. That is why I am so excited to announce that we have just opened applications for 25 badass women in business to join us in Miami in 2022 for the very first ever Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat. Yes, you heard me right. We go into Miami. But first, let's get something straight. This is not a raw, raw retreat or a conference. Momentum is a personal brand building experience. It's a three and a half day hands-on training where we get to work. I am partnering with some of the top experts in 
the game. I'm talking marketing, social media, PR, intellectual property, branding. And over the weekend together, we are going to show you how to position yourself as a captivating industry leader who gets those premium paying clients and aligns speaking opportunities without a huge following or hiring an expensive PR team. Basically, we about to bust your personal brand into the next stratosphere. Plus, you're going to enjoy a luxe venue with Miami vibes, get that decadent swag bag filled with pampering and business goodies, pose for a stack of juicy new lifestyle headshots, and of course, mouthwatering eats and treats that demand to be shown over on the gram. My favorite part is I've created the juiciest personal brand playbook that you're going to be able to fill out on the spot. So when you leave, you are ready to implement with strategy, confidence, and ease. So if you've been waiting for a sign that it's time to level up your presence and unleash your industry expertise, then this is the invitation that you have been waiting for. So here's the thing. We have limited spots available because we want to create this curated experience for every Every single one of you who get into that room. So once the spots are gone, they be gone. So if you know you want to be there, just visit bit.ly forward slash momentum retreat. Now let's get into the episode. So is there anyone that you would love to interview that you haven't had a chance to interview yet? And this could be like a specific person by name if you wanted to share, or it could just be even like in a certain industry? That's a great question. I am very fortunate to have interviewed many incredible people. Like people are very shocked when they've seen who I've been able to pull to the table. Honestly, to answer that question directly, it will always be the anonymous extraordinary. And that's actually the name of a TED Talk that I love. Talking about extraordinary people who are virtually invisible, pretty much. But they're the ones who change the world every single day. So I like speaking to women who you wouldn't necessarily know that they're the behind the scenes or the, the girl in the corner or she's running this awesome business that's doing incredible work. But, you know, she's just, you know, she's kind of busy just doing her thing. Like, I'm always fascinated by those types of people. Oh, Not necessarily the that. celebrity every time. That gives everybody listening hope. Yes. And the other thing is, the other thing I will say is I love interviewing individuals who people assume is a certain way or fits into a certain category, but I'm able to go deep with them to change that perception. Two individuals that come to mind, A, Jordan Woods. She had did the Red Table Talk. That was the only interview that she had did after the incident. And I reached out to her family, and we actually spent several months building a rapport, a relationship. And, you know, her manager, her mother, Elizabeth, granted me access. And a lot of people, I mean, the culture assumed one thing, right? And through speaking with her, she's actually the most, one of the most incredible people I've ever met, the sweetest woman I've ever met. She's a lot of philanthropy that people don't even know about, that she doesn't even feel to bring forward because, you know, people have a perception of her anyway. So like doing that interview was awesome. Another individual, her name is Sophie, and she's a brilliant, brilliant art director, painter. She comes from, you know, a mother who's a fine artist, and she is known as Drake's baby mother. And what's interesting is people just 
labeled her for many years, and that was it. No one decided to to peek behind the hood, you know, go beyond the title. And I took the time to get to know her. And the story, first of all, it doesn't even mention Drake. Like I'm not, you know, what I mean, I'm not a clickbait journalist. I and I don't even have Drake's name in the title. Like this is an individual. This is a woman. This is a human being who is absolutely brilliant. Who is shaping the future in her industry. And I, I clap for the women who are under the radar, who people have kind of discarded because, you know, the media is bullshit. Coming from the media specialist. So yeah. So those are two, st- I've never shared. I've, yeah, I don't think I've ever shared that, but like those are two stories that um, are really important to me. And I remember a friend of mine saying, why would you feature Jordan? Why the fuck not? Like mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's funny about you saying that? It's just like, I picture you say that even to somebody who's your friend and, you're, and the friend yes, being like, she was my friend. I shouldn't have went there with Polly. I should have known oh better. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, don't question. Better. Don't question. And people will come to me and they'll be like, you know, they may pitch me. I may decline. And they'll be like, well, you featured her. Mind your business. Don't talk to me like that. And don't second guess who I've taken the time to research and get to know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what led up to that interview. You don't know what my angle is or what I was trying to accomplish with that interview. But th- like, I, the jealousy, it needs to stop because when it's your time, God will move you to the front of the line. So shut up about it. Boom. That's going to be a sound bite right there. But also those people are probably didn't even read the article that you wrote. They just saw the face. They don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so great because these are some of the types of the conversations that like I would have with you like offline and stuff. So I love that everybody gets to like peek behind the curtain. It's like, guys, if you're coming in November, this is what you're getting. You're going to get Pollyanna three days, real deal. And I know a lot of my audience already knows you. I talk about you often. So to just be in that energy, I'm so grateful for. And I want to like, I love that you're you're always vulnerable. You always share. You always keep it real, and you share so much about your own life, your journey, your story, your struggle. Which I just I always just respect, right? Because it takes something to be able to do that in a public forum and leave yourself open to everybody's opinion, two cents, comments, and whatnot. And I know that can't always be easy, but you take it in stride. So I just want to say that first and foremost. But thank you. I, and I want to say one more thing. Tell it's em. so crazy that like. We're, you know, we're sharing so much on this podcast episode, but imagine I have like an hour worth of things that the audience doesn't even know yet, which is going to be so good. So the other thing I wanted to say is like, when you are, people are attracted to shiny things. Okay. And they have their heart set on Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, Business Insider. Do not dismiss the smaller platforms, right? Don't turn your nose up at them. Don't overlook them. Because it's important to be a hometown hero before you pitch on a global scale, right? If nobody's talking about you, I may not necessarily fuck with you, right? And the other thing is your pitch should fit into like your, when you are pitching to publications, it should fit into a larger marketing plan, right? It should fit into, it shouldn't just be like a one time. I just want this one hit. Like that doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? It should fit into like, okay. We're going to roll. This is a marketing plan we're rolling out for three to four months, three to six months. These are the maybe 50 small, mid-sized and large publications and podcasts. We don't even talk about the fact that podcasting is really where every single person should be focusing their attention. I think that beyond the big publications, 
you should be focused on getting on podcasts because number one, you control your narrative. You don't put your narrative in the hands of a journalist, right? Because there are great journalists that operate with integrity, but there are many that don't. And so it, it takes one story or one secret to be un, you know, to be revealed for things to kind of unravel. So you want to also, when you're pitching, like do your research on the journalist as well and make sure they have the integrity you're looking for. But the other thing is, yeah, audio, audio goes far and wide. Audio is passive content. So like, why wouldn't you want to be on those platforms? Like, I'm so surprised when people dismiss podcasts as well. Like, that's really where it's at because truth be told, the digital world, the, you know, the physical publications, like the numbers are down. The readership is down. So like, yes, of course, if you put on your website banner, that's cute. But honestly, if you have a business mindset and you have a very clear objective, a very clear goal, you would probably get on podcasts more, more often. I 100% agree. They go so, it's like when we think about taking the audio far, wide, everywhere that person goes in their life, I'm just like, how do you, how do you not want to be in somebody's ear? Like, it's just, it's just so game changing. I think about people's voices. There's things that I hear and I hear it later in that day, later in that month, later in that life. There's things that you said audio wise that I'm like, this just repeats in my ear all the time. There's opportunities that land on my desk for me as a personal brand, as a result of podcast episodes that I've done years ago. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? mm-hmm. Like you just can't, bro. You just cannot because the other thing is too, like some publications I've seen when the journalist has moved on at times, I've seen articles get pulled down. I've seen her. I mean, so like you don't know what's going to go on in that space. Like that article may or may not be there forever. Maybe the publication shuts down. Like you don't, you don't know. Right. So I just I don't know, girl, I like I love talking to blogs and podcasts on a small and medium scale. You don't even know where they're going to end up. They could be the number one podcast uh, universe. You don't know. And that's so interesting that you say that because I see you on so many different. I don't want to say levels of podcasts, but levels of podcasts like new people starting out who have two views. Right. Well, you're and, and I and I will admit sometimes I'll question it. I'll be like. That's so interesting. That- and it could be a little ghetto too. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because you know what? I have been in situations where I was approached to do a blog interview. The blog was very new. So obviously the readership was very small. I did the interview and it turned out that one out of those two views happened to be another journalist at a national publication who then featured, and it was Flair Magazine, who then featured me on Flair Magazine. And as a result, when you type in Black Ghostwriter, guess who pops up? Guess what that did for my SEO? Guess how many celebrity names, politicians, business leaders, athletes have hired me, have inquired about my services because I was on Flair and because of Flair and because that journalist found me on that small blog that had two views. Oh my, that is, a, that is a story for the ages right there. Like, I feel like this episode is where, like, for Monique's, like, intel than anyone else listening. I really don't care about, <laughs> I really don't care about you guys. This is a good episode. <laughs> this is a good episode. <laughs> nuggets though, nuggets, because you and I have talked a few times, quite a few times. So I love when the new, new stuff comes out. Like, damn, I didn't know that at all. That is a really, huge takeaway that being on the smaller i gotta play this back myself shit 
I gotta put this back and write down these stories. I will give you the transcript. I will give you the the video, all of the stuff for you to go use, repurpose, tell everybody because this it's really there's so much ego involved in starting out and trying to get into media and all of these things. And please write about me and all the stuff. I have one more thing. One tell more him, thing. Tell them. Tell them. Oh my gosh. Okay. Woo. Let's take a deep breath, y'all. Don't. Okay. I, I don't want to do a blanket statement. I'll talk for myself. I do not want to hear about the business that you launched within the last year. Like there's something to be said. Again, we're, we're moving from announcements to newsworthy pitches, newsworthy future shaping. I can't tell you how many times I've responded to an email pitch and I simply said, circle back in a year or two. I want to see if this is the real deal, Holyfield. I want to see where you take your company. I'm not going to be the journalist to announce that you've launched your business and it flops in six months. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. People want to, oh my God, I get like so many people pitch to me and they, you know, they want to be in Business Insider and they want to be in Forbes and all the things. And like, you're not seasoned. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not seasoned. You haven't taken the time to really establish yourself. You know, I just, you're new to your industry. Like if I were to think of the top five people in your industry, you are not one of those names. Take your time. These publications are not going anywhere. What is the rush? You feel me? 110%. Knowing that you've got some, I always say like for every person who's going to feature, you're putting your reputation on the line just as much as they're trying to like big up their reputation. So showing that you've got staying power, right? It's like nobody wants to have this amazing feature and literally you cannot be found in three to six months. That happens to a mutual friend of ours. I won't say her name. That there's a lot of hype around a business that was coming out. She got featured everywhere, like TV, podcasts, all the big publications. Everyone's anticipating that this shit is coming out and it never did. This is chess and too many people are playing Connect Four. <laughs> Not even checkers. Oh my God. <laughs> just gonna Not even checkers. I used to love Connect Four, but is that simplicity? Oh my goodness. Dropping the gems. That's some scary. Sh- that is some scary shit. That happened to a friend of mine too. She had like over a hundred thousand dollars in publicity for her fashion line. She couldn't get the fashion line out and it just, it was gone. Just like that. The trust is gone. And it's so like once the trust is gone, like establishing that again, like good luck. Super, super tough. I love it. Slow and steady wins the race, guys. Take your time to establish yourself. Take your time to establish your audience, your voice, your message, some staying power, some credibility before you're like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. So people, just to give you some nugget, this is what you can expect and more if you are one of the very select few who end up getting their ticket and coming and joining us in Miami. I just, this has just like gotten me so hyped for what's to come because you just never know what else is going to come out. There's like the what we've planned to teach you guys, but there's all of those nuanced conversations that are going to happen in between. And that's really what I'm looking forward to. But Pollyanna, I would love it if you just told everyone, what are you looking forward to? You're coming to Miami with us. You're spending three and a half days. I haven't even got to spend three and a half days with Pollyanna before. So <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but it just might be me or her. I'm just saying. It's going to be great. I just, you know, I'm looking forward to answering any questions people have. I'm looking forward to creating customized 
pitches. Like, I'm going to help you on the spot with your pitches. You know, like I'll be there for three days. It's more than enough, enough time to ask questions, get your answers, write your pitch and have me critique it. You know, why not have me critique it on the spot? And then one thing to the last thing I'll say is, you know, writers have friends who are writers. So in some cases, if it's not a good fit for me, I have a Rolodex of other writers at Essence and Ebony and I mean, a million other publications, O Magazine, Inc., all of them. And sometimes, honestly, if it's not a good fit for me, I'll toss it over to a friend. So like you definitely always you always want to try and send that pitch. Treat your shot because you never know where it's going to end up. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. And guys, I just don't know what could be more valuable than that. There's just so many people walking blind trying to pitch and you can't ask the journalist that you're pitching. Can you critique my pitch? So this is like a very, very rare opportunity. So guys, all I can say is don't sleep on it, period. Pollyanna, I want to thank you so much for being here, for sharing yourself the way you always do, which is sound bites about to be lit. But we're just going to just grab them and grab them and grab them. And we're just going to like release them over the next few months. And I just, I'm, I'm just, I can't be more excited than this. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Brian underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.